What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power Unit Success Cast. I am Chasing J. Miles, and look, we are in Do the Most, Grow Multiple Streams of Income season. I'm so excited. As of today, we are 30 days away from the next Do the Most conference. And so what I thought would be just really awesome is actually to give you the give you some of the talks from the previous conferences like just the really impactful speakers um i knew that everyone couldn't be there and i wanted to still give you an opportunity to kind of get a sense of what the do the most conference is for those of you if you haven't gotten a ticket yet we still have some available so you can just go to i'm doing the most.com grab your ticket there may or may not be a buy one get one free deal going on so definitely hop in there and grab that but i want to let y'all hear some of these speakers some of the the talks that they did at last year's conference and so over the next let's say week or two what we're going to do is we're just going to be running the do the most speeches look these have been some impactful talks they have been really good. I even took lots of notes myself. And so I'm excited for you to get value from them and to just really get a sense of what the Do The Most Conference is like. So the first one that I want to give you is actually from, um, her name is Valencia Gibson. She she is local in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I was I was just so pleasantly surprised by her talk um this was the first time that we had her at do the most back in 2022 so she spoke at the 2022 conference it was the first time that we had her and i want you to start off hearing her first because she did something very unique with with her talk that i had never really seen done um before at an event she was at the end of day one and oh i'm, I'm just excited for you to hear her so Take a listen, share this with someone, you know, however you got here. If you found it in an email or if you were just browsing, just share it with somebody, right? Because look, that's the only way that we can grow. So let's go ahead. I present to you Do the Most Conference 2020 2022. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> um, Valencia Gibson. Well, I'm a party animal, an introverted party animal. I party by myself. So if y'all don't clap, I'll clap for me up here, and it's not awkward, it's just me. So come on now, come on, get in here. <laughs> so what I like to do. So as you guys heard, I am Valencia Gibson. I am here rocking my rainbow. This is my trademark. I am the real rainbow realtor. So every time you catch me, you'll catch me in rainbow kicks, rainbow skirts, rainbow uniforms, everything, because I just love the rainbow. And I love being a rainbow because we know that rainbows come after storms, right? And when you see rainbow, it's an indication of promise, right? So everything everybody's here trying to get, trying to do, there's a promise for you, okay? And I hope that I can be an impact and I can shift some mindsets and I can bring forth the promise that you have been waiting to answer, all of those good things. Just be yourself authentically, the way God made you. It's the only way I know. So anyways, while I was listening to everybody speak, I took the liberty, this was not planned, to write a quick poem. Um, 
I took a note from everybody, and Zach was like, you know, the more you, when you write, you retain more, right? 90% of what you write down, you retain. But if you teach it, 95% of it. So when I'm not doing real estate, I am coaching other agents, mentoring other agents, training people up. Uh, I put in a lot of free hours. <laughs> Tax guy, probably doesn't sound great, <laughs> right? Because I don't have to pay for it anyways. Um, but it's because of my heart and because I truly want to see people win and succeed. So I do everything I can to learn as much as I can to pour it out to other people, right? That's just who I am. So the poem goes like this, and I got both my book and my phone because it's a little sloppy. Like I said, I just wrote it. Anyways, I was trying to make it neat. And it says, whew, Chasten opened up an opportunity and reminded us to be great. And that having no lights really means you are the light and the boss of your God-given faith. Brian showed up as himself yesterday and encouraged everyone to be real and never fake. Pablo followed in a kindred spirit and style with his mustache uniquely shaped. Funny. Holly, who once hid in the shadows, carried a glow that she just could no longer hide. Jimmy said, close your eyes. Imagine the home and the cars you want to drive. Then he reminded us to be willing to pursue the path for which you were always designed. Zach said, sleep, read, write, and respond. And don't forget to teach others on the way up as you learn. It's the best way to retain the knowledge you've received and celebrate the results that you've earned. Jamie came to teach time management, but what she really taught was how to bounce back, how to be prepared at all times and to keep an alternative plan on deck. Ray from sunny California, from tragedy to triumph, put his money to work and started investing in what everybody wants. Vehicles to get us to our destination, for many of us, wherever that may be. We need to be surrounded by people who have the tools to help us succeed. We can't just be anyone's best man. We have to be intentional because no one really knows where we've been. It's day two and Chasen just came back and placed emphasis on choosing better friends. Okay, this is the new part. Tyranny is proof that a team is key to help you achieve the life you want, to scale your business and give others hope. I see why everyone she meets leaves declaring that she's the GOAT. Mm. Kenner, all about solutions. Oh yeah, he's all about the Benjamins too. And by this I mean he's able to dive deeper into the meaning of wealth with you. No wonder his last name is French. I can tell he values the definition of the word we. In America, it may mean us, but in his heart's answer, it means yes, I have what you need. I'm here to speak to you and your future self. After, you'll seek to eat so that you can feel whole. But I pray that the business panel answers all of your questions and that Damon's iconic approach to life feeds your soul. Freedom, please invest in your freedom because it's all in Mr. Johnson's name. As he shows you how to master the game, I hope you apply everything you've been taught. If you don't, that's a damn shame. <laughs> now let me get back to the reason I just told you all for which I came. Can I live? Let me hear you snap your fingers. Can I live? Can I live? All right, y'all. Right. So I want y'all to close y'all eyes too. I want y'all to close y'all eyes and I want y'all to repeat after me, okay? 
please, Lord, let me retain everything that I am taught, both yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. That's it. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> okay. So disclaimer, you know, I'm like Kenner with all the legal stuff. I am not here to give you financial advice per se. I'm not here to tell you to invest in a certain product, none of that stuff. So what I share with you is only from my personal experience. It has nothing to do with, you know, kind of the way the world is working. If you want to learn how to truly invest in crypto and NFTs and all that good stuff, get with a financial advisor who practices this, who's licensed in this, who does this every day. I simply want to share my experience. That's all. So cryptocurrency, non-fungible tokens, how and where to get them, utility and rarity and passive income opportunities, because we all here to do the most, right? I ain't wear all these colors for nothing. I'm doing the most on this stage. Let's go. Woo! Okay? So cryptocurrency, let's talk about it, because everybody hears it and it goes like, because they hear the word cryptocurrency and it's just a completely, totally different word. It's not what you're accustomed to. You've never heard it before. And, and most of you, you have. Um, but before I get into this slide, I'm just going to take y'all down a story in my life, right? I'm going to tell my story. So in 2009, okay, I'm in college. You know, I have a two-year-old at this time. And I have a friend who's in college. And they say to me, man, my dad... You know, he's got a club of friends. They're all downloading this software. They're all investing in this thing. And, you know, I think we'll be really good to get into it. It's only a couple of pennies. You don't have to spend that much money. Coming from where I come from, I am out of the streets of Houston, Texas. I look nothing like what I have gone through, okay? Um, you know, I have the best of both worlds. I got the hood and I got the good, okay? <laughs> But it's good in the hood, too. And so we were not taught this growing up. You know, nobody said anything about cryptocurrency, stocks, investing. All you ever heard is don't get pregnant. <laughs> don't make me no grandma. <laughs> you know, that's all you ever heard, right? So you didn't hear anything about this. This was foreign. Like, this is something totally different. Wasn't taught in our schools. No, nothing. What was taught in our schools is you get into a fight, it's non-negotiable. You're getting suspended or expelled. That's it. That's all I heard. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. So I did my best to not get suspended or, you know, expelled. So then, you know, as I was growing older, education was always a big thing for me. I always wanted to learn things. My mom made it her best as a single mother to take us out of the hood and take us into good places. We traveled all over. I had an uncle that was in the military, so I'm well-traveled, well-versed. My mama loves exhibits, art. She loves museums. She loves history. It's in my name. My name is Valencia Versailles. Those are two different places, okay? But they formed an alliance together, okay, Spain and France. And here I am, Valencia Versailles. So my mom was really a real big lover of those things. And so she did everything she could to help us be well-rounded in life and culture and all this stuff. But still no none of this. Still no stocks, still no whatever. And crypto wasn't even the thing that anybody was thinking of at that time. So anyways, fast forward, 2009, my friend in college is telling me about his dad what the dad is doing and all this stuff. And then I have another girlfriend. She comes and she tells me that her uncle, you know, her uncle, this is going to be the next big thing. And I'm like, I don't even know what the hell that is. <laughs> so I don't know what big thing means when they say this is going to be the next big thing. And she's like, it's only a couple of pennies. You literally can invest $10 and you can do this. 
But it wasn't open, I didn't feel like it was an open opportunity to meet. I felt like that was a club for other people to go and get into and I didn't fit into that club and I weren't those people and I didn't come from that world so I had no clue of what they were talking about. Fast forward, I'm at church. A church member says, you know, it's about 2012. By this time, I'm now a mother of two and my daughter's two and my son, you know, he's five. And my church member's like, yeah, I put $10 in this thing and it's gonna go to the moon. And I hear it again. And I go, I don't even know what that thing is. I don't care to know what that thing is. Because right now, all I'm trying to do is be a young girl that's a mama and stay married to my husband and go help other people change their lives with all my mess. <laughs> that's all I was trying to do. So I still am not paying any attention to what's being going on, what's being said. Fast forward again, 2014. It's a dollar. Another ample opportunity to get in here and just go crazy with whatever. I got a good job, you know. At that time, the elders used to say, if you made more than your age, then you were winning, right? So I made more than my age. I could have just went and invested in this thing. So a friend tells me, here's how you can do it. Let's do it together. We're going to do this, you know, whatever. So I'm like, I still don't understand it. I get into it with a friend at the dollar, put it all in, all of that stuff. And then it shoots up for a time, but it didn't shoot up much. It starts declining. Anybody that's in the stock market, currency exchange, anything, what happens when the market starts declining? What do you do? You're supposed to. You all are smart. What do people who don't have an understanding do? Get out! What the heck? What is this doing? I can't afford to lose no money. Give me my shit back, you know? Excuse my mouth, okay? I do pray, but I cuss a little. So I'm like, give me my money back. I don't, I don't want this, you know, whatever. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not in it. My friend stays, but she give me my portion back. That's all I want. So I take my money out. I get out. I am no longer ever again in life thinking about cryptocurrency because to me, it ain't doing nothing. Another friend comes and says, you know what? You really ought to get into this, you know, penny stock. It's called Kronos. It's a marijuana investment. I'm like, I'm preaching to people. I don't sell it to marijuana. You know, I'm all religious. I'm not doing that. So anyways, fast forward now, and y'all know the story, right? Crypto shoots up to 55,000, 60,000, whatever thousand a share. What did I do? I took my money back, okay? Oh, and by the way, to add insult to injury, Kronos shoots up as well, okay? <laughs> so my friends are millionaires right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I gotta watch the mic, sorry. But my friends are multimillionaires, and they're all like, dude, I told you. And so I tried to redeem myself. I started back looking at it again. It's too late now, so I thought. But I said, well, let me start. <laughs> kind of playing around, let me start getting some fractional things, right? Now, let me start looking at some alternatives. Let me start really understanding this. Let me start understanding utility, because by this time now, I've been well vested in the stock market, and the stock market has done me wonderful. I have literally, I'm a long-term player in stocks. I don't pull out, I don't panic, there's no anxiety, there's a margin. I tell you, don't risk more than you can lose, um, but I'm not a financial advisor, so get with your people, because they know your portfolio. And I have seen myself really grow in stocks, and you don't liquidate them, you let them keep going. And one of those things that helped me is once I started investing in the stocks, I started getting into like big pharma, 
and medical things or whatever the case may be prior to COVID hitting. So it really worked out for me to be an investor in Johnson & Johnson and places like that because what do they do now? You know, they were making vaccines and stuff. My money went crazy. I went, whoo, yes, but I still feel broke. But I, I went crazy because you can't touch it. It's there. It's not for you to touch it. So I'm like, this is great. Saw my money increase there. Um, then I get to this brokerage called EXP. This is not about EXP, but there's going to be a lot of people in this brokerage. That's what EXP. Hey. And I, they're like, you can invest as you do things, right? So I'm putting 5% up out of every single check, you know, and they're taking my money. I don't quite know exactly what's their utility at the time. I just know that I could get paid doing what I love doing on, in every single way. So patiently, I'm investing, and then I make one of the biggest mistakes of my life. Y'all gonna hear, this is probably the last mistake I, I, I'm lying, <laughs> that I'll ever make. But this was one last big one. I left EXP in 2019, I'm back now, but I left in 2019, and what happens January of 2021? Our stocks go bananas. I wake up to a quarter million dollars, and I had only been there for a year. And I'm calling all my girlfriends, they're here front and center. I'm like, we got money, we got money, we got money. I'm sitting, check your stuff. They're like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, check it, they have money too. Okay, investing, life is great. Our money has moved and we didn't do anything but put it there and let it sit. And some of us forgot about it, honestly. And then now we have it. And now you have people who are multimillionaires who went out, bought dream houses, started businesses, brought tons of investment properties, and they're all there. But back to cryptocurrency, the reason I came, okay? It's all investing. It's all putting your money somewhere and, you know, not just praying and hoping that it goes up, but being smart and wise and understanding. The market is really controlled, and if you pay attention, there are indicators in the market that'll let you know it's going up, but I'm not a stock advisor. I'm not SEC certified. I can't do that, okay? And plus, on top of that, Kenner's eyes are really burning through me like, you better not say anything in violation. So, here we go. I put a little money into some alternative coins and in three months from just putting like 100 bucks, 200 bucks, I got like $15,000 off the 200 bucks. I went, wow, this is great. Put a little money in a meme coin. Who all's heard of Dogecoin? Anybody? Yeah, everybody's like, oh, this is crap. It's not crap, it's crap, it's not crap. Well, yeah, Shiba coin, it's crap, not crap. I got in at the right time. I put $20 into Dogecoin and I made 1,500 bucks off of $20. Then I started making it an income opportunity. So I invest in places like eToro, won't be on this slide, but it's called eToro.com. They do copy paste profit trading, you know, whatever the case may be. And I started really doing my research and researching other people. Well, as I started researching them, now it's created an opportunity for a passive income for me because they also teach you how to leverage, where to, you know, withdraw it, how to keep the rest in there and let it go and then you know, but that's a tax thing that, you know, you'll be able to enlighten everybody on. So I make money from trading crypto and altcoins. That's what I do. All right. Y'all ready to get into it? Okay, let's go. So you can come back to that slide. It's cool. So cryptocurrency. Yeah. All right. Complicated definition. A digital currency in which transactions are verified and records maintained by decentralized system using cryptography rather than by centralized authority. Anybody know what that means? Anybody? Somebody, can you tell me what that says? Oh, nobody, huh? Okay, simple definition. It's virtual money, okay? Virtual money that can be traded or transferred for goods everywhere accepted. 
Its value is found in the limited supply and the high demand for the safety, security, and transparency it provides. Sound familiar for those who are real estate experts? Why is this a seller's market? Anybody? High demand, right? Low supply. It's not enough houses out here in the market. People desire those houses. They want those houses. So what are they doing right now? Anybody can tell us? Come on, realtors. I know y'all make it. Come on. Anybody can tell us what the market's doing right now? They're printing more houses. They're printing more? <laughs> well, they ain't printing more houses. I wish they were. They're paying more money for things that really ain't worth it. So we say, right? But to them, sentimentally and internally and for whatever reason, it's worth it. I tell people, if you're from California and you sold your house and you're looking to move to Texas, our, store, our market probably looks like a dollar store to you. Because you can get so much house for so little money in your definition, but what about the people who are here? Right? It's a struggle. Well, cryptocurrency, people say, where does it get its value from? Where in the world does the value for cryptocurrency come from? Right? And if you look at the utility and you look at the purpose of cryptocurrency, it's democracy money. It's the people's money. It's the type of money that keeps the middleman out of your bank. Has anybody ever looked in your bank account, okay, and you went, where did all my money go? Anybody? You think the banks, they're stealing it? Huh? I know I have. I didn't call the bank a couple of times in my ghetto days and said, this ain't adding up. And they said, well, you need to keep a bank ledger. But they're <laughs> and I'm like, well, somebody's stealing my money, and I need it back. OK? And they're like, ma'am, you spent that, like at seven Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> OK? <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A. Anyways, so that's really the thing is like, you know, the bank is they're using two different ledgers, OK, to manage your money. They're the middleman. You're passing your money from bank to bank. We can move to the next slide. And this is an example of what that looks like. This is you, the consumer with the Louis bags, OK? You just went shopping. Your money had to pass through the bank, OK? The bank has something on the top of it. Can anybody read that word? Fee. That's what the bank has. So that little money you think is missing, nickel and dominant, trading it on the currency exchange market somewhere. They don't even have their monies kept in the bank. OK, for all you TikTokers, I know y'all got some education. The banks ain't keeping their money in the bank. They're using your money to guarantee money. The moment you put your money in the bank, it's paper money. It's not your money. It's the bank's money. Then when you come back and you ask for your money, they take somebody else's money, give you their money. They ain't paying attention. It's being saved, OK? No interest, dead money. So then, that's the central operation. And then the merchant, they receive the money. But after they've had to deal with all these ledgers and had to communicate with each other and tell each other, she spent $5.93. No, she, did, she gave a tip you know, of $2. OK, well, we need to come back and balance this tip again. OK, so we can see, all right, now she really spent $7.93, not $5.93, right? And then they do that for a week long. And then all of a sudden, your balance, if you don't balance well, can flip upside down. And you're all of a sudden in a negative, And you're like, why? I looked at my money. I had $20 before I spent this. That's because all the merchants came back, and they got their money. And so now you're upside down because you didn't balance well. You don't keep a bank, a bank ledger. You're not keeping up with your money. You got to keep record. You're not keeping record. That says a lot about your stewardship. Ouch. OK. 
the decentralized version. That's where cryptocurrency comes into play. We get rid of the bank. You can't play with my money anymore. I'm not calling another person and saying you stole my money. Now it's embarrassing though, because now I don't have that little extra leeway at the gas station to overdraft a little bit. You know, I don't have that. Because if the gas stations ever start taking cryptocurrency, and that is our form of money, it's gonna be a whole lot of people in trouble until the next paycheck. Because it's a very transparent you know, method. It's like, you have five Bitcoin, and you try to give your friend 520 Bitcoin, it's gonna say decline. She broke. That's what it's gonna say, okay? And you're not gonna be able to overdraft or do any of those things, but at the same time, it's really good for people who are on the other side, on the receiving end. Because now, you can't finagle me with a bank note. Now you really must have what's in your account. And if you don't have what's in your account, you can't buy this house, this car, this whatever. Because the ledgers are all kept on the blockchain, okay? Ken is like, who knows about blockchain? Anybody about blockchain? I, and I thought, I heard him like the third time, because it's like a dream. You're waking up, blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. And I thought, well, this is gonna be really embarrassing if I don't raise my hand and I get up here and start talking about blockchain. You know, what the hell is she talking about? She sat over there with her hand down. I was writing my poem, thank you very much. And so, <laughs> so that's where the blockchain comes into play. 26 very unique, you know, mathematical, you know, equations, numbers, and all that stuff that someone that's a blockchain miner or someone that has that knowledge who's mathematically, mathematically inclined to solve that equation, okay? That's where it gets complicated. That's where people are normally lost. They're like blockchain, math, yeah, my favorite subject was lunch. You know what that means, right? Well, it's good for you because that's where the protection comes into play. Because there are so many people whose favorite subject was lunch, even hackers. And they can't just access your money like that. Now they can create sophisticated ways to have you send your money to them. Y'all ever seen your Instagram page replicated by somebody else? Asking all your family members for money? Happens all the time when you start getting up there and they start seeing your followers increase and stuff like that. Oh, Freedom, you friended me the other day. You asked me if you could borrow 300 Bitcoin for this new health and wellness program you're putting together with the government. That's how it works. And then somebody goes, Freedom, that's my man. I know if he's making investments, he's wise, so let me send him some Bitcoin. I don't know how to get it, but I'm gonna figure it out. And then they message you and go, Freedom, my brother, we sent you $300 for that health and wellness project. We're so proud of you. You're like, what? <laughs> I didn't ask you for anything. Well, that's the sophisticated way that they try to get access to your money, but other than that, they can't touch it, right? Nobody's touching your money unless they know how to mine. And if they know how to mine, they got a job for mining. Miners get paid some really good money, unless you got the mining machine, then that's a whole other investment. I'm not jumping into that. But that is what's called the decentralized way of life. You spend your money from your wallet on the web and it goes straight to the merchant. No fluff, no stuff, exactly what you have, and that's it. Simplified, just like that, it's your money. And it's not misbalanced, it's transparent. Let's go to the next one. Non-fungible tokens. And y'all can ask me about cryptocurrency after if y'all want to, I just wanted to simplify it. I put this little gorilla up here, anybody know why? Y'all don't know why? Anybody in your circle that probably invests in NFTs or walk around here with all these little funny monkeys? Board Ape, Yacht Club, Gorilla Kings, Banana Eaters, whatever they're called, you know, whatever. 
this little monkey and I had a dance off. Because I said, man, you ain't messing with my skills. I'm about to define this for y'all. So the definition of NFT says, a unique digital identifier that cannot be copied, substituted, or divided, subdivided, that is recorded in a blockchain and that is used to certify authenticity, authenticity I can't even read today, and ownership as of a specific digital asset and specific rights to relating to it. Again, I asked you, do any of you know what that means? Nobody knows what that means but it's really not that complicated. Believe it or not, you guys have been buying NFTs for a long time. A very, very long time. Who subscribed to Apple Music? Huh? Okay, what about Netflix? What about Prime, Hulu? All that stuff, right? Believe it or not, that's people selling their artwork online. And you used your money out of your pocket, your green, and you bought it digitally, and then you owned it, and it was yours. And your receipt and that confirmation was a certificate that said, you now own a copy of this music. It belongs to you. The only difference is with an NFT, when you buy art, it's saying that this is that one very unique piece that you own, and now on the blockchain, it certifies, the blockchain is your receipt, okay? That's the receipt that shows that you own that. Okay, just like your cryptocurrency, your blockchain shows that that is yours. You're the only person in the world who owns that number or mathematic equation. That's yours. Well, it's the same thing with NFTs. I don't want this to complicate or confuse anybody any longer. That's why I said, let's ask for wisdom. You've already purchased NFTs. Now, all they're doing is just putting it on a unique thread that says, if you purchase the monkey, the only monkey with the crown on his head and the banana in his mouth, you own that. So if somebody all of a sudden feels like, I want that monkey with the crown on his head and a banana, they only have to go to you. They can't duplicate it. Remember, do y'all, who remembers Limelight? Anybody old enough to remember that? Oh, look at y'all bootleggers up in here. Bootlegging. I am not gonna admit what I did with Limelight because I'm on camera. But Limelight was a way to replicate DVDs, music, all your aunties in the world hit you up and was like, hey, can you make me that print song, but can you put some Michael Jackson on it too? And then you took all the songs and you created a mixtape. And then you probably sold it, okay? For whatever your price was, don't tell nobody in here, okay? That's what people did. They replicated the art of other musicians. You know, they took their stuff, they replicated, they duplicated it, they put it on albums, they divided, they sold it, and then a lot of artists lost a lot of money because people were stealing their stuff and selling it to other people and making the profits. And now Napster, which used to be the thing before, you know, all this other thing, it wasn't really even getting played because everybody's stealing music off the limelight or whatever you used, didn't use, whatever. So <laughs> that's what this is all about. So here, Kenner was leading into it. Simple, okay? Like art, he mentioned domain names. You own your name. Can you imagine a really big place coming and, and all of a sudden, let's just say Keller Williams, we'll say them. I don't want to put EXP down. Knew nothing about this whole domains thing. And someone like you went and bought a Keller Williams domain, okay? 
And then once the world shifted and everybody's mind was geared towards this, because it, it will and it can, it's not just a fad, think about it. Everybody thought that bank cards were a fad. Now nobody in this room probably carries a lot of cash. And if you still do, you're a conspiracist, okay? So with that being said, you know, you think about it. Everybody carried bank, carries bank cards now. The world shifted. Well, if people start seeing that there's protection in this, it's gonna shift. So one of you decide to go and buy Keller Williams' domain. Keller Williams finally gets on board and they come and they go, well, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the, y'all heard it, metaverse or on, you know, whatever. Whatever online capacity, at whatever online capacity. And you are the owner of that. How much you think they'll pay to get their name back? And you own it. That's a way of passive income. Because all you did is you bought a couple of penny, you bought a domain for a couple of cents. I bought several for like 12 bucks. I can't wait till people come start looking for sell your house fast and DFW. I own it, come get it, okay? But that's the whole key is like, it cannot be replicated because there's only one unique piece. So music, we talked about that. Gaming items, so who's kids, who has kids in here? And y'all gotta make me aware of time because I'll do it to you. Okay, <laughs> so anybody who has kids in here, do your kids play Roblox? My kids play Roblox all the time. As a matter of fact, my daughter makes money from Roblox, believe it or not. My daughter builds mansions in Roblox. She charges her friends five to ten dollars to build on their devices for them. My daughter gets paid real green for fake things, okay? That is because she's created an avenue to make that kind of income. Now she's making hers tangible and touchable and something that she can, you know, exchange or whatever, but the purpose of this NFT, it's not, you can't just go exchange it. Somebody has to buy it from you, right? It's not tangible and it's, it's only one unique piece. And the only thing, like I said, that makes it unique is just the digits in the blockchain. Somebody would say, what's gonna stop me from right clicking and saving the image to my computer? A lot of people ask that question. Well, for starters, when you say you own this image, you're gonna to have to prove that you own the blockchain that's attached to it from the original producer. Because these people are real artists. As a matter of fact, the artists that are responsible for Pixar and Disney, they have NFTs. And if you go take one of their NFTs and you try to right click it and save it to your device and try to resell it, somebody's coming for you. They're coming for you because they have the original, what, what do I call a blockchain? No, what is it called? It's an equation, it's a mathematical equation. Remember that, don't forget that. They have the original equation for that piece of art. That's it, that's all it is, it's math, it's numbers. Next, so cryptocurrency. What do you need to do if you want to get into cryptocurrencies and NFTs? Well, number one, you need to start researching for crypto, crypto brokers and their fees because every crypto broker has a fee. And when you start trying to get into your investments, you need to understand where you're buying it and what you're buying it to because all these different places are doing it now. Cash App, Cash App, Crypto.com, Coinbase. Those are all places to go and get crypto from but they gotta eat some kind of way. So you need to pay attention, right? Research the different types of crypto and their utility. It's like American money. American money used to be backed by the gold standard. Who knows what it's backed by now? Anybody, somebody, money man, Mr. Kenneth. 
What is the American dollar backed by today? Well, no. Remember, it used to trade on the gold standard? Yeah. It's backed by debt now. <laughs> it's backed by debt. You know, it's, it's not the gold standard anymore. You know, it's backed by debt. Debts we owe to other countries, debts we owe to whatever. Well, you got to look at your crypto the same way. Some of the crypto is trading off of the way Bitcoin trades. Some of it's trading off of gas and utilities. Look at Ethereum. Ethereum is a one that you'll hear about a whole lot. And it is up in value right now really big. Um, Bitcoin has been trading for the longest off of supply and demand. I mentioned that earlier. And so look at all of these things and look what they're backed by. I own a coin called Mana Coin. Mana is a gaming coin. It's backed by, yes, I love it. It's backed by a lot of gaming systems and different things like that. And so if you look at your coins, you can go and research them. There's places like, um, I think it's CoinMarketCap. It's one that I look at. And then there's another, and I, I mentioned it here somewhere. But anyways, that's how you research your coins, and you, that's how you research what they're backed by. It just needs to have a purpose. Same thing with NFTs. Why do people want NFTs? I'm sure you guys want to know the reason that they want it. It's because a lot of the NFTs come with utility. If you own a board ape or whatever, you're part of the yacht club, you get into parties, you get into concerts, you get to be in a room with your favorite artist of whoever it is. If they're hanging out in that space and you own that piece and they tell you that there's something going on, you're on a private network called discard.com. And it's a, it's a whole society or whatever. And you're in there and they're telling you where these events are being held. How many people have wanted to do music or act or do something like that? Anybody ever wanted to do something? Go raise your hand high. Okay. I wanted to do it too. I still want to. Can you imagine if you had an opportunity right now to sit in a room with your favorite actor? You wanted to do it, right? Who's your favorite actor? Chris Rock, Will Smith. You, you want to? Chris Rock and Will Smith. Now that's the show I'd like to see, okay? Okay, so <laughs> you want to be in a room with Chris Rock and Will Smith, and they both own these NFTs. And they said, they dropped a message that everybody who owns an NFT from the Board Ape Yacht Club will get free exclusive access, not only to the event, but into the VIP section. Who wouldn't go buy that if you knew and believed in yourself enough that if I could just get in their presence, I probably can land a movie deal. That's why people are investing in these things. Now you have realtors starting to do it. And if they're mega producers, they're like, if you own one of our NFTs, you can be a part of our groups for life. Everybody's creating a club. Everybody's creating a society. I'll bring it to earth. Everybody's creating a sorority or a fraternity. And if you own one of those NFTs, you now are a part of that fraternity or that sorority. Imagine not having to be hazed, or your pockets are getting hazed. <laughs> Okay, and it increases in value because there's only so many. There's like 10,000 sometimes, 5,000, 1,000. Well, there's a million, there's millions of people on the face of planet Earth, and if everybody wants in, somebody's gonna pay you, right? How, you, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. But if you had an opportunity to own something in your hand that was worth, let's say, a billion dollars, right? And you had exclusive access to all the people and the things that you want in life. Would you want to give that up? No. Nope. You? Yeah? 
You wouldn't want to give that up. Well, guess what? There's a lot of people that don't want to give that up. So guess what people do? We just talked about the housing market. What are they going to do? It's worth a billion dollars. You don't want to give it up at a billion dollars. Hello, somebody get paid. My sisters and brothers get paid. Let's go. So that's your passive income. We're going to snap through it because here it is. So what makes cryptos and NFTs profitable? Anybody? I just told you. Y'all see this sorority or this club or all these people? What do you want it for? You put the value on it based on how bad you want it. That's it. That's all that's happening in the market. Stop overcomplicating things. People want it because they want to belong. They want to be a part of. They want to make the money too. So I try to get in early at ground floor so that when people want it, I own it. And now I can name my price and you're going to pay for it because you want to see, I'm not going to say that, Chris Rock and Will Smith. Okay, next. So here's what you could do for passive income real quick. You can automate your savings. Set up an amount. Don't risk more than you could lose. Talk to a financial advisor, all that jazz, and start investing because it will increase whichever one you're investing in, but you got to get that consultation. Liquidity lending. You can lend your money to people. You can lend your cryptocurrency. You can lend your wearables for games. There are people who lend robes to play poker, okay? And they turn into money, cash money. Crypto yield forms. Stake your currencies. Join a guild. Join a crypto form. For a fund, sorry. Hold yield-bearing tokens, right? Holding yield-bearing tokens is how this thing all got started, why you guys got interested. Non-fungible tokens, you can create and sell your own NFTs. Create your own. Who are you? What's, what do you have of value? Create it. Women empowerment. Come on, somebody. You know, whatever. Royalties, okay? You can make royalties from renting them out and all different types of things. They have yield forms. They have stakes. And I already said rent it out. Next slide. And then these are some places you can do the most. Okay? Go do the most. Five minutes. Your girl is winning. Let's go. Y'all, can y'all clap for me real quick? Can I get some love? Y'all, I, I, I did youth ministry and stuff like that, and I never ended on time. I was like, and wait, one more thing. If your soul want to be saved, one more thing. And if you believe in Jesus, one more thing, come to this altar. And they'd be like, okay, it's time to go, Minister Val. It's time to go. Binance, Coinbase, CoinGecko, CoinMarketCap is where you go to research your coins to see what they're backed by, their utility, and what people want them for. Decentraland is that whole metaverse gaming system. It's like a adult Roblox, in my opinion. It's where everybody's going to put in their stores and things like that. DeFi is just a term. It's not a place. It's just a term. You know, we're trying to decentralize our finances. So, you know, you're going to hear that term a lot. So this is kind of like my you know, index. Uh, eToro, I mentioned that earlier. Discard, that's the secret place where you're getting all the info. As a matter of fact, Chasen has a discard. You want coaching, he'll put you on his society. And then eToro, OpenSea is where everybody goes to buy their NFTs. MetaMask is your wallet. It's one of your wallets. There's Trust Wallet. I just put them in alphabetical order. Rarity is how you know what an NFT, the, you know, basically, what it's how rare it is it ranks in rareable and then of course there's upshot if you want more information just you know reach out to me um, there's my email address there and definitely whip out your phones follow me on IG at the real rainbow realtor 